Welcome back. Bob Black back with you. Sports Huddle about 17 after 5 here in the capital city in the RVA. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. 1061 ESPN, Sun Splash Day here in Richmond. All right, let's talk a little more conference realignment. We haven't touched on it a whole lot today. We have been zeroed in on some other topics, but it has been a major topic of conversation, obviously, here in the last week or so. I want to get a different perspective, actually, in this segment, as I mentioned to you all when we were talking about Jerry Brewer joining us today from the Washington Post, and he's with us now to talk a little bit about the Pac-12 conference realignment and where college football specifically and college athletics generally might be headed. Uh, Jerry, welcome back to our program. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Hang on now. We're going to get Jerry back on the air. Um, We kind of lost him there, a little glitch in the system. And um, as I said, we will get a Pac-12 perspective here. We have that East Coast bias, I think, a lot, particularly when it comes to a conference like the Pac-12 that, you know, we don't see a lot until it comes time for postseason and the Rose Bowl and all that kind of stuff. Uh, not only from a football perspective, but from all of their sports perspective and just how successful they have been um, over the years. I think Jerry's back on the line with us. Jerry, thanks for joining us again. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, can you start, and I was kind of giving our audience a little bit, uh, and I I said, look, we're going to get this from a different perspective because of you and your background. Can you kind of give us a little bit of your background and how you covered the the Pac-12 and kind of the perspective you give it from being a guy out there on the West Coast? Yeah, I've I've been all around, um, but uh, I moved out West. I moved to Seattle um, from 2006 to 2015, and then when I got the job at the Post, we moved to the D.C. area for four years, and then since just before the pandemic, uh, we've been back in Seattle. Um, So uh, I covered a lot of... A lot of recent memory, kind of end of Pete Carroll until now, uh, Pac-12 football. And um, it's a conference that, you know, growing up, I was in SEC country in Kentucky um, and and also, you know, a little bit of ACC country, and that's where I spent most of my career. But the second half here, you know, I've been out west for the most part, and I've really become fascinated with the region. How fascinated had you become with the Pac-12, and how sad or disappointing is this um, to you that it, you know, its demise is now certainly imminent? Yeah, it's it's depressing. I mean, um, well, one thing that that I tried to do intentionally in my career was live in different regions. I've lived in the Northeast. I've lived in the South. Um, you know, I've, I've lived uh, out west. I've lived in the Midwest. Um, and so I wanted to do that in thoughts of being a, a national sports writer and not having any, any bl- blind spots. I didn't want to have that East Coast bias or any, any region's bias. And so that's one thing I appreciate the most. And I say that because I, I love the regional flavor um, that you particularly see in college athletics of all of these conferences and college football and particularly the TV executives who run college football silently are killing that. And to think that in an entire region, um, West football is dead from the standpoint of having its own thing, 
a league operated for its its interests by teams out west. And and yes, like USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, um, you know, so on and so forth will all be represented in the other conferences. But for there not to have a conference that is a conglomerate of power in the West Coast, uh, that's sad. And I don't think it's in the best interest long term for the sport. Jerry, why did this happen to the Pac-12? I mean, you've detailed it over 100 years in existence, all the championships they've won, all the lore that they've had. Why was the Pac-12 not as attractive to the TV networks as the SEC and the Big 12? What what kind of what kind of happened here? Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12, they call themselves the Conference of Champions because they've won 553 national titles, uh, which is the most of of any conference. Um, and uh, the you don't you don't kill you know it, it's not just like the forces of the sport or of college athletics killed the Pac-12. The Pac-12 shot itself in the foot multiple times mm-hmm. uh, before someone came in and delivered the final blow. And I, th- I think you can can go back. Uh, give you just a little bit of a history lesson. If you go back a dozen years, the Pac, the Pac-10 at the time wanted to create a super conference. They wanted Texas and Oklahoma and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State and a couple of others, um, which would have just decimated the Big 12 because they were wanted to form the Pac-16. And it looked like that was going to happen, but kind of in the final stages of negotiating that, Texas decided, you know what? ESPN's going to have us do a Longhorn Network, and we're good. We're going to stay in the Big 12 in our own deal. And that, and then they kind of scrambled, and um, as they expanded, they decided to add Utah, which has been great for the conference, but it's not, Salt Lake City is not a big market. Mm Mm-hmm. And Colorado, which has been, in terms of football, nothing for the conference. And then finally, when Deion Sanders arrives and there's this belief that he's going to get the talent to get Colorado football uh, at least competitive, he's gone um, and Colorado's gone. But basically from that moment in which Larry Scott, the former commissioner, tried to form this Pac-16, ever since that failed, Every move that they made has been wrong. So they, they they expand to 12 teams. And then when it was time for their last round of TV negotiations, they decide that they want to form their own network. And actually it's like a series of networks because every little region has its own network. There's like six different ones. They call themselves the Pac-12 networks. Well, guess what? They couldn't sell that package to all of the appropriate um, satellite and cable providers. So the Pac-12 networks, um, you can, I mean, you have to really strain if you are in Richmond um, to see the Pac-12 networks. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't have the, the distribution and didn't contribute the visibility or the dollars for the conference that was promised them. And now it's time for a new round of TV negotiations. And, you know, I think, USC and, and UCLA had a bitter taste in their mouth about all of that. 
Big Ten opportunity comes up about a year ago. They decide to jump to the Big Ten. And the Pac-12 gets a new commissioner, George Kliofkoff. And he's had a lot of messes to clean up. But he didn't act quickly enough. The university presidents and ADs didn't show enough urgency. And you're just kind of waiting there. Colorado makes that first move, takes them to nine. And then they were just ripe for the picking. And their TV contract offer, the first offer that they gave to the remaining nine, they said, hey, Apple TV Plus is going to take us. Uh, And they're like, well, what about our linear TV deal? Mm -hmm. um, Are we going to be on ESPN, Fox, CBS, anything? Uh, They didn't have any clarity on that. The money wasn't right in the in the Apple TV Plus deal, and so after they realized, man, Klayovkov and these, they really don't know what they're doing. Um, Washington and Oregon were out, and then now you see Arizona, Arizona State, um, and Utah are out as well. Mm-hmm. Which leaves us, you know, with the Pac-4 as it's been called. Yeah. Obviously, not a legit conference with Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State, and and in our region, obviously Richmond, Mid Atlantic. You know, we're focused in on you know these conversations that apparently are having amongst ACC schools, athletic directors, and presidents about Stanford and Cal, and then maybe also SMU. Do you do you hold a lot of water in that that there is something there? Or is that too far-fetched, even in a time in which we have been taught, don't think anything is too far-fetched? Yeah, I think that's kind of silly. Um, I, I, I don't see uh, maybe with some kind of partnership with the Mountain West, but um, not all the Mountain West schools would make sense, um, even in a revised um, Pacific Coast Conference. Um, and uh it gets really difficult when you try to match kind of the academic interest of Stanford, one of the great private institutions in the U.S., and Cal, one of the great public um, institutions. You know, so academically and in terms of if you take football out of the equation, the range of uh, just how robust both of those athletic programs are, the fact that they're in the Bay Area as well, um, there's not a lot of conferences short of the big four you know the power four now there's not a power five um uh short of those that really match the interest of of cal and stanford and so if that's kind of your option uh, particularly stanford i'd probably go independent um oh. so there's a lot of work to be done here and uh we'll we'll see where it ends up uh, Jerry Brewer from the Washington Post joining us. Uh, some fascinating perspective from his time, obviously, out on the West Coast, Seattle, covering the Pac-12 and all of that. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and obviously you take that with a grain of salt, but there's a couple of tweets out there in the last half hour that says Notre Dame, which is an ACC member in all sports except football, is quote-unquote pushing hard for the ACC to add Stanford and Cal. Again, it's on Twitter, Jerry. You know, nothing to substantiate it at all. But any idea why Notre Dame would want something like that? Because obviously, ACC followers have always wanted Notre Dame to become a full member, and it's just not happening. Yeah, I wonder what Notre Dame's play there is. And then obviously, yeah. I mean, they might be doing a solid. Um, you know, particularly, I mean, Stanford is one of one of their rivals, mm-hmm. and uh, um, they are aligned in certain certain um, interests 
um, the ACC has had these preliminary conversations with uh, Stanford and Cal. It doesn't make a lot of sense because the the, the, the team that's closest to um, the Bay Area schools is Louisville, uh, which is a relatively new ACC member, and Louisville is still more than 2,300 miles away. <laughs> Everyone else is way away. And so a move like that for the ACC doesn't really move the needle in terms of finances or anything, and that's probably the issue with other schools as they're evaluating it. I think Notre Dame could be probing the ACC to see what their desire is, to see if they if they have um, basically have what it takes to play to play this game because uh, any conference that doesn't have that kind of heft to it is in danger. And the Notre Dame is going to have options. You know, I mean, if Notre Dame, if Notre Dame said we're going, to, we want to join the Big Ten tomorrow, uh, the Big Ten makes that happen. Mm-hmm. And so there could be something like don't don't discount the Big Ten didn't want to go to twenty, right? Because they didn't want Stanford and Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, could there be something afoot with Notre Dame trying to push the push the issue and play this game and say, you know what? Uh, maybe we would go to the Big Ten and form 20 teams with Stanford. Uh, but I don't know if, if Stanford would leave Cal out in the cold or not. All I know is that this feels like a mafia movie to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there, there is a war going on. And everyone's sleeping on mattresses, and anything can happen. Wow. Uh, good end point for us this afternoon. That's terrific. And you can read that whole story, uh, the, the column from Jerry Brewer, Washington Sports. Well, Washington Post Sports, uh, WashingtonPost.com slash sports. Beg your pardon. Jerry, great, great perspective. I really appreciate your, your West Coast perspective and the Pac-12. And I can kind of hear a little of the disappointment in your voice that, you know, the Pac-12 is not going to exist maybe in any form but certainly in what you covered for such a long time. So I really appreciate it this afternoon. Thank you. All right, anytime. Jerry Brewer from the Washington Post. Let me get that straight, WashingtonPost.com slash sports, and that was his column um, from yesterday. You can tell. I mean, he spent many years covering the Pac-12 and covering those teams and uh, understanding the regionalism and the rivalry that, that will be no more because of what's happening. I just, you know, I didn't, didn't get to the question of, you know, you don't really believe college football sky is falling on them at all. I don't think that's the case. I think we all, well, I think a lot of us now certainly understand college football is going to survive. That's the whole point of this. Not only for it to survive, but for it to thrive. And it's going to. It's just going to look a lot different, and we're going to have to change our habits in our allegiances and our passions, in our rivalries, in how we view the games. All of that is going to change, and that's hard for a lot of us, like Jerry Brewer, like myself, in his case, the Pac-12, in my case, some of the East Coast conferences, and you just have to adapt with the changing times. And I do feel for the four remaining schools and where they will wind up in all of this. Uh, And again, I'm, I'm I do rule them out from the ACC perspective, but I do think the attractiveness of San Francisco and Dallas as television markets does allow the ACC to at least do a little more digging, a little more due diligence for an ACC network that has lagged behind but is catching up, that that, that it's getting better in its market penetration, it's getting better in its finances, still has a long way to go, it's not getting to the SEC and the Big Ten level yet, but... There is something there. It has the backing of ESPN 
And, you know, I think that's as much this as it is SMU, Stanford, and Cal in and of itself. Uh, bottom of the hour. Let's get a break in here. Got a half hour to go on the Wednesday Sports Huddle. And, yeah, I do want to um, um, talk about what I got kind of coming up tomorrow, and I'm not sure about it. And I'll explain that to you in a moment when the Sports Huddle continues. 1061 ESPN.